0: Under the Come around, you know, in my neighborhood. All right, you kids, stop having so much fun. Move along. Oh, they'd arrest
1: me, you know, especially at night. to have a curfew, right? Niggas have to be home by 11, Negroes 12.
0: And you'd be trying to get home, you know, doing your crew. <laughs> they'd always would catch you out in front of a store or something.
2: Because you'd be taking shortcuts, right? Cops. Put hands up, black boy. The cop shot the kid. The cop shot the cop shot the kid. The cop shot the kid. The cop shot the cop shot the kid. The cop shot the kid. The cop shot the cop shot the kid. The cop the cop shot the kid. The cop shot the
1: cops hate kids. Kids hate cops. Cops kill kids with warning shot. What is crime and what is not? What is justice? I think I forgot. It's not hard to forget what you don't remember. Will we ever have meaningful and impactful and sustained police reform to the betterment of our communities? Shout out to KRS-One, Richard Pryor, Slick Rick, Nas, Kanye, and Ice-T all heard in the intro after crossing many rivers and passing through many years. We're still in a situation where we're searching for solutions to sustained police reform in our communities what does that look like what should it be like who should make those decisions this is let's chew the gum let's talk about it welcome to let's chew the gum I'm your host protocol we talk a lot about a lot of things in this show, so, while wow, we choose a dumb. and just like every show, we always have.
2: Something for your mind, 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 mind. something for your mind, 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 mind. 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 mind.
1: Thank you for tuning in to this edition of Let's Chew the Gum, the podcast where we talk about everything from A to Z while we chew the gum. I'm your host, Protocol. This is the third episode with my fantastic guest, Mr. Tez Yancey, the second in the series of a social justice focus. On the last episode, we were looking at and having conversations surrounding the one year anniversary of the murder of George Floyd. And within that conversation, the idea of policing came up and we decided to come back again with this episode to focus on policing so before we get into it let me do a couple of things let me thank you again for listening remember to email us at let's to the gum at gmail.com for any questions comments or to uh, submit uh, show topics or if you'd like to be a guest on the show now let me go ahead and reintroduce to you the man that needs no introduction on this app ep- on this uh, show Mr. Tez Yancey, performer, talented, overall performer extraordinaire. Welcome, welcome back, man.
0: Thanks for having me, brother. This is getting to be like a a good habit. <laughs> it, I appreciate it, I appreciate the opportunity to chop it up with you, brother. Always.
1: Absolutely, it, it is a good habit, man. So yeah, man. The, uh, the last time we we talked on the show, at least, um, we were talking about just some of the incidents surrounding george floyd and and where we've come since then and 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 what's different now and the uh topic of policing came up and and i don't have to tell you you know anytime that phrase policing comes up unfortunately it's it's controversial um Mm. there it seems that um that the country and, and perhaps the world man has been divided amongst you know two sides you know pro uh. police and anti-police i think uh. there's a lot of room in the middle there's a lot of gray area in the middle um some of that you know may come out in this discussion uh, tonight um i think the anti and the pro a lot of it is justified um uh. on both sides i'm sure um but there definitely needs to be a more attention and more sustained uh reform and changes um initiated within um not only uh police departments police forces but in the way that we see visualize define and apply policing within uh, communities across not just the united states but the world you know what i mean mm,
0: mm. absolutely yeah I, and you know this is interesting what we were talking about it and you know i i it, for, to your point, for obvious reasons, it's a it's a, you know how they say a hot button topic or whatever, um, and it's it's kind of sad in a way. You're hearing you say that, you know, this idea of you know being divided. I mean that that whole division thing, and there's always been this this kind of thing of either for this thing or against it. And on some levels, it makes sense. I mean. You're either you're either for equality or against it. That's a statement I, I understand. You know what I mean? Um, just as an example, but sadly, with this, with with policing and, and because of the nature of how it it's really always been. I mean, you know, there's there's a the long history of of it, and it it has, it has a lot to do with this abuse of power. You know. Um, there's the abuse of power aspect of it, you know. At the end of the day, you know, they're, they're human beings too. Police are human beings. You know, the human beings that are in the profession of policing. But I think, on some level, we got to look at it from the, from what it's supposed to be, which is, you know, when you look at the idea of protect and serve, right? I mean, when you have if you're if you're if you're not in that lane you're already you know off off in the wrong direction and not all cops are bad you know like let's you know I'm very clear about that it's not like you can paint them all with with, with a broad brush stroke if you were you know what I mean right. but I think it's important to like anything, you know, I'm in the entertainment business, and I do. You know, I, I, there's. You meet people, you you build a community, you build friendships. You know, you look out for each other. I mean, I've gotten so many. You know, gigs and jobs and stuff just through. Met, meeting people and they refer you. So it's the same. So I understand that kind of thing of people looking out for each other. I would I wouldn't expect anything less, in any other profession. So why would I think differently about on a police force there are people to look out, for, but, but it becomes an issue when people are looking out for you, when you're doing things wrong. And, and you know what I mean? There like, you go. so that's, that's the, those, that, those are just, I'm rambling right now, but those are just some of the things I recognize right off top, protect and serve. And yeah, you're human. And so many of the things that we see now that we see because of cell phone cameras, but just this, and what, and what gets me is the body cameras that, you know, it's like the, the, the abuse of power to the point where you know you have an a body camera and yet you still have the, I don't know, entitled, you feel entitled or impo- whatever you want to call it to abuse your power. You know, and I think yeah. a lot of that has to do with this feeling of like my, my own kind will protect me.
1: And, and that's been uh that's sort of has precedence that's been historically the case you know you've seen yeah. abuses of power and in, by individual police officers and oftentimes nothing comes of it um you, you, you know we, we talked about the rodney king case last week and we saw how blatantly wrong that was on on television and the world saw it yet and still the verdict was read as not guilty i mean it's like a slap in the face to anyone that is uh, has any inclination of what justice should be. Um, and so I, I would imagine, you know, for uh, for lack of a better term, bad cops, I could imagine that they would be empowered or, or they would be um, they would feel somehow protected because of, of, of what's not been done to those that have abused or have abused power in the mm-hmm. past. Why, why mm-hmm. would they feel any different? And and like you said, uh, body cameras or, or not? You know, you you started mm-hmm. your uh, comment by saying, or at the beginning of it you were saying, uh, not all cops are bad, and you mm-hmm. know, it, it's ridiculous that we have to even say that. Like that that should be obvious. You know, like all all right. black people are not bad. All white people are not bad. Right. All this, it's like you know, what? Why do we have to to qualify a conversation about individuals who are bad by saying, "Well, I, I'm not all right." That's that should be obvious now to intelligent minded people, right? And of course, yeah. and and I know I have friends and family members who are, you know, uh, law enforcement officers. Um, I, I I I've had experiences with good police officers, and and too many experiences with bad ones but the fact that mm-hmm. we have to always qualify because we have to feel as if someone's going to be immediately offended or there's going to be some type of cancel culture I don't know what it's saying not all cops are bad don't don't we know that but don't we also know that that there are terrible terrible disgusting police officers I mean that that's obvious just like there are terrible disgusting people of all races right yeah it, it's uh um, yep. and and The fact that it has to be controversial to talk about them, to call them out, and and I don't know if it's so much more controversial as it used to be, but there's still backlash. You know, there's still backlash. Yeah. Yeah. There's still backlash for having those conversations.
0: I I think. I think, and you know, I'm going to say this, and I I have no problem saying. I I think when you. Yes, it is sad that, that you have to qualify things by saying that not all black people are bad, not all cops are bad, not all this or that. Yeah, and to, you already made the point eloquently as to why, because, you know, but I think, um, you know, when you... There's there's always been this... We were talking about this on the last... When we were talking about the 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 one year anniversary of George Floyd's murder, we were talking about this idea of, you know, there's always been... Um, this this need to be superior, someone to be above someone else. You know what I mean? Yeah. And again, I, I, I bring back I bring things back to what I know. All right. One of the things I know is the profession I've been in, right? And the profession I happen to be in is one that is 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 on the top of the list in terms of that idea of like, you know, status. You gotta be above someone, a celebrity. People look at you know what I mean? Yes. Like that kind of mentality. And so there's always been that you know that need to feel like somehow you got to pick a side and you have to be right and you and you know it's like Black Lives Matter became a slogan and then Blue Lives Matter came up and I'm like who the hell is blue right like who the hell is blue like you know what I mean and I'm saying it like that because. We're not. People don't even. They they don't even want to see the difference. You know, it's not. It's, it's again to your point. It's not like I got so many thoughts on this. It's like. It's not like by by saying, "Black lives matter,"s you're saying other. This has been said a million times. You're not saying other lives don't. But but that's the level at which is as it's as if it's black people against the police, and. In a lot of ways, it is. I mean, let me be clear. In a lot of ways, it it obviously is, and I say obviously because if you can't look, if you don't see um, the blatant difference, you don't want to see it. You don't want to see
1: it. Yeah. You don't want to see it. Yeah. Cognitive you know? dissonance. You know the way I, yes. I break it down to uh, to to my students in classrooms because we, you know, in in my class, we have these honest conversations. Like I said before, we talk about all the low down, disgusting, dirty parts of history and we don't sugarcoat it. We we give a platform for students to express themselves to understand the history of where we come from and where we are so that they can do better. And so we have these conversations when there are uh, abuses of power by police officers uh, in, in, in any fashion. And you know, the, Slogan Black Lives Matter will come up, whether it's from a black student or anyone else. And then, you know, you have the whole all lives matter this and, and, and it just starts. And we. I let students try to negotiate those those avenues of discourse so that they can uh, effectively know how to express themselves and effectively know how to listen to others, express themselves and, and come to some resolution. But on that one, a lot of people, and I'm, I'm talking teenagers to adults, they tend to get stuck. And so I break it down for them like this when we talk about Black Lives Matter. And I'll say, right, of course, all lives matter. Right. And I'll say, well, if, if, it's, if it's our neighborhood and we all have houses, all our houses matter. But if my house is on fire right now and I come out yelling, my house is on fire, my house is on fire, my house is on fire, my house, is fire, my house matters. Is your retort to be? Well, all houses matter. Right. Uh-huh. You know, can I get some help with putting out this this fire that's that's, you know, consuming my house? And one thing uh-huh. we know about fires is that they spread. And if you don't help me to put out this fire it's damn sure going to spread to yours. Right. Yep. So, yes, all houses matter. But right now, does this one matter a little bit more because it's on fire? Right. And, and so yeah. then some people kind of get it. They, they tend to, to get that way and and I don't know why yeah. why why it, you know but this stuff is is deeply ingrained man it's it's rooted in a lot of uh, social ills that that we've experienced in our country and it's going to take and it's taking time and dialogue and communication for for people to to get it
0: mhm yeah yeah I agree I, I and that's such a great analogy you know and and it, and it's again I'm saddened by the fact that that is a necessary thing for people to see it you know what i mean To to get it that's that that saddens me you know there's a there's a um there's a it's a great book that was made into a film um called a time to kill have you ever seen that film or read the book
1: i have seen the film and i have not read the book but i've seen it
0: got got it well you know spoiler alert for anyone listening but (laughs) um you know that ending the ending of that it's 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 really it just hits home that the the truth of it you know this it's all about this this brutal murder of this black girl this black child you know and and the deep south and at a certain time in history and you know this uh, this the the father you know the the father the black father retaliated and I'm sorry, it wasn't murder, it was not murder, I it, yeah, it, was it, was a, a murder. A, it was a rape, I believe. Was a rape and beating, that's yeah, what it was, yeah, yeah. So she did survive, I, my, I stand corrected, but obviously, you know, the, the the father retaliated and went after the, the white men who did it, and it was a black child and white men and all that, and, you know, uh, the trial happens, and, and again, it's this whole back and forth, and you know, you don't know if if, if they're going to get off because you mentioned Rodney King. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I I'm, those cops got off and those video. You know, I mean, again, we were talking about George Floyd last podcast, and the reality is, I, I I don't know if I said this on the podcast, but there was that real moment of the trauma in my in my own trauma, thinking like, what if what if he gets off? Yeah, because. Why wouldn't I think that's a possibility? Yeah. there been so many examples of it. But back to a time to kill. You know, all what ultimately worked was the lawyer that brilliantly had the jur- jury close their eyes and listen to the story. And at the very end, he said, Now imagine she's white.
1: Yeah. And that was powerful.
0: It's powerful. And, you know, it's, that's not some just some Hollywood mumbo jumbo or Hollywood whatever you know what I mean like that's based in a sad truth it's a sad truth and so yeah to your point your analogy of my house matters right now because it's on fire that was the whole that it was and is the whole point of like you know black folks are treated differently by the cops period and have been you know but like you said it runs really deep it goes really deep um, the history with us and cops. It goes deep. Slavery and you know, the civil rights. I mean, it goes really deep.
1: Yeah, well, let's let's let's, let's go back a little bit. Um, you know, um, I, I talked about in the last episode that a lot of times people have been uh, desensitized to the plight of black people um, through mm. media, through and I, when I say media, I mean print and visual media. Um, mm. It's shown up in healthcare, As I mentioned, it shows up in social yeah. services. It shows um, its face when I'll there see. is a, a lack of an appropriate response to the brutality that's perpetrated upon uh, black individuals. And, and it goes deep. And some of these police forces, as many people know, have their roots in slavery, yep. as you just brought up. Yep. Um, you know, as and, and in some towns, uh, white folks were forced or made to, uh, serve as slave patrolman, which eventually becomes the police force. But there's a uh, professor. I think he's at, uh, wrote his name somewhere, but, but I was looking over some of some of his writings and, um, he was talking about the job of the police force in the South during the uh, during slavery, which were the slave patrols, right? The first ones in like the Carolinas in 1704. But he said he wrote that there were three tasks that they were charged with. One of them, first one was to chase down and apprehend slaves. Mm. The second one was to provide organized terror. And the third one was to wow. maintain discipline over slaves. Wow. Now, when I turn on the news today and I see a lot of the interactions between police officers and black individuals, I see number one, chase down and apprehend provide mm-hmm. organized terror and to maintain mm-hmm. discipline. Mm. Right. And, and he added Absolutely. and he added with summary justice outside of the outside of the law. Right. Mm. And 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 so, you know, you have these, you know, police officers like you've seen, you know, there are they are the police officer, the judge, the jury and, and all. And, and not only are they um, enforcing or sometimes making up their own laws to enforce, but they're executing um, uh, justice in, in the way that they have been protected. And I say justice in the sense of injustice these beatings
2: mm.
1: you know mm. my, my listeners should know by now that you're from Boston right yeah and the first professional publicly funded uh, police force in the United States was in Boston 1838 the Is first that right? f- first publicly funded by 1880 uh, most major cities had police forces
0: Wow I did I didn't know that Wow yeah. First publicly
1: funded. Yeah. And, and, and people had some of the same concerns today, you know, um, p- police brutality and, and you you were talking before about the idea of someone has to be over someone else. Most of these, you know, they, it, these police forces, they come out of the, you know, they serve sort of as an intermediary or, uh, I don't even want to say an intermediary because it's, it's not, that's not what's happening. They're really serving as an enforcement for Uh, wealthy elite individuals is how it started you know Mm. they they get to have a a group of you know militarized armed force to control the populace so that they can make money whether Mm. if if that meant clearing the streets um, intimidating and beating workers who want to organize um, providing terror and in communities so that people don't think about you know complaining there, there's a mm-hmm. few studies that have been have been done on that, and, and it still seems that way today. Someone is pr- to protect and serve, but protect and serve who?
2: Right.
0: Exactly. Wow.
1: It, yeah. Yeah, it's it's uh, it's amazing. And, and, and again, you know, this idea that that. And and I'm not feeling this way, but I know the general idea and feeling when you talk about these issues that is that you have to kind of whisper and hush. And, and, and mm-hmm. you know, how is it that there can be any group that can be above critique, you know, and, and you see this in, in movies? I, I don't know what they call it. You know, when, like, if a cop tells on another cop that did wrong, it's not whistleblower. but Is it a blue code or something? You violated the blue code oh. or whatever yeah, it may be. Yeah. I mean, that that's when someone is doing wrong mm. and, and you have to feel pressure to not report that because it can mean the loss of your career or God forbid your life or the, the the uh, safety of your family. I mean, that, mm. that's, that's pretty deep, you know, and, that's very deep and, and disappointing. I, re- I remember wanting, you know, watching police shows growing up, wanting to, you know, be a police officer because, uh, you know, you saw them on TV in these areas of, of helping, you know, along with the firemen, they would, you know, come and rescue cats. They were serving the communities and things like that, man. But, mm-hmm. you know, that 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 doesn't happen in, in every community, you know?
0: No. Oh, yeah, that's that's um, that's interesting. Yeah. Thank you for sharing that. I, I didn't I didn't know that information about Boston, but um, but. So that's good to know, but again, you to your point about how deep it runs and and going back, you know, like I said, going back to slavery and all that, and um, yeah, it, it's it, there's again there's such a um, I mean, obviously there's the corrupt aspect of it as as you were referring to in terms of you know even within you know just just people afraid to speak up and all that stuff that that comes with it, and, and it, it just runs so deep, and um, and then, like I said, you you get people who get this power, and, you know, and it's one thing to become drunk with power in other professions, because it happens in other professions, too, you know what I mean? Yeah, um, for again, sure. I was speaking about my field, it's like people get, you know, gain a certain amount of notoriety or whatever, fame, or whatever the hell you want to call it. And people can lose their mind. We say it all the time. People lose their minds. Yeah. But it's dangerous when you have, you know, you're dealing with people with 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 guns. And I mean, you know, now you're you know, it's one thing for someone to be a diva. (laughs) Yeah. You know what I mean? As an actor or whatever. Another thing to have a a gun and and an attitude, and that you're you're above or better or whatever. So.
1: Yeah, it's, it's terrible. And, and especially, you know, the idea, the fact is we're a nation of laws and every person is supposed to be protected by those laws and the police are supposed to serve you know and i'm saying supposed to you know when when something is created it's created for what it's meant to be we can have these ideologies or these novel ideas that you know you can we or we can say you know cliches they're, they're supposed to serve and, and do good but frankly that's not where that's not where they come from and i don't mean you know contemporary police officers i'm talking about historically that's not why they were formed they were formed to protect the elite and the, and the politicians. And they were, you know, these politicians were just as corrupt. And so, you know, these police officers had were, were corrupt and and they were supporting these, you know, big city machines and politicians and making sure that, you know, things were in order for, for those individuals, you know, to the, to the uh, dismay or, or the undermining of those that were undesirable, whether they were people who were black or poor whites or immigrants Right. So that's how that's how they were formed. And uh, over time, I think a lot of those remnants remained because if, if, if you know, I'm taught by my father who t- was taught by his father, who was taught by his father, who was taught by his father, then mm-hmm. I'm being taught with all those what all those forefathers were about and, and the way to go about things add to mm-hmm. it, you know, individuals who are bad apples from the start individuals who Hmm. may be racist or biased or discriminatory from the start. And they're able to, you know, go through an academy and and get a badge and a gun and and then get put, you know, and I was talking with, uh, uh, I have a couple of, like I said, friends who are officers and I was talking with them about it and I was relaying the history of, of, uh, policing and, uh, the topic of the Watts riot came up. And I was I was asking him, I said, did you know that, you know, in Los Angeles and and other major inner city areas that were predominantly black? A lot of the police officers were brought in from southern states, Jim Crow states, Mm. because, quote unquote, they were used to or knew how to deal with the black problem. And so you have these individuals who are already predisposed to violence against blacks right. That are coming in and giving authority over blacks mm. and have no real love or consideration for black people, let alone for policing or, or, or whatnot. And so you, you get these situations where it goes back to, again, chasing down and apprehending, organized terror, maintaining discipline. Right. And, and mm-hmm. so you get that repressive state trying, you know, keeping people in their place.
0: Mm-hmm. Yep people in their place that's wow yeah yeah and you mentioned you know going to the academy and and, and all that so it makes me think about the the training you know yeah uh, and that that whole that whole thing and it obviously you know it's like this whole idea I'm sure you could speak to this, too, this this phrase you know defund the police that whole phrase that has become and rightly so you know on the lips of many, and 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 rightly so, and what it means, and all that. Because you know, again, I'll say this: I, 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 you know, at the end of the day, if if God forbid, you know, someone breaks into my place, or you know, I'm 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 something, you know, get stolen, whatever, I'm I'm calling the police. Like I'm absolutely, you know what I mean? like absolutely, I'm calling the police. Like, let me be clear, absolutely. You know? So I understand that aspect of it and and that need for it. so I'm not anyone who thinks that that defund the police means get rid of the police. It's like that's ridiculous. No one's saying that, but there's a real need for change in terms of training. I mean, clearly, I'm 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 you know how do you and again I'm not a cop, never have been, and I can only imagine and hope I never have to deal with it, but. You know, those split-second decisions where it's really life or death. You don't know if someone's yeah. doing or done. <clears throat> you have no idea. I mean, I, I I can imagine it, like I said. But that, to me, that's the point of training. That's the point of going through the scenarios so that you are trained to make the best decision in that certain amount of time. And to me, when you're dealing with, again, no expert here, but if you're the difference between a taser gun and a gun. Yeah. Like that to the untrained eye and to the untrained person, because from what I understand, one, you know, is much lighter, one's heavier, obviously, you different colors, different hips, different sides. So what's really going on? Yeah. What's what's really happening there? It sounds to me like, you know, there's there's a lack of training and also you know there's there's to your point there's some very clear preconceived ideas about about certain types of people and by certain types of people i mean people of color by people of color i mean black people yeah you know what i mean
1: yeah i i i want you know you say you know it comes down to training and, and it does and and i am not making any accusations but You know, with with all the professions I've been in and all the professions I've seen, when you go out and execute after training, for the most part, you do what you were trained to do. And Mm. if individuals are out doing the egregious things that they are doing, perhaps those individuals are trained to do what they were doing. So we can say a need for reform training, uh, interventions in training, revised training. Right. Because I'm sure. Of this mm-hmm. that there are individuals who may be veterans and on police forces or, you know, uh, I don't know what they are academy instructors who have side conversations with individuals and train them on specific tactics or train them In the way that you know, this is how you deal with these people and 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 and, and those people differently, mm-hmm. right? It, mm-hmm. yep. it, it we I, we need to take a break we, We're going to come back and we're going to we're going to pick this up and continue with the, the training I'm going to um, share some. So I, I again spoke with a few friends of mine who are police officers and I was asking them, what should it look like? And so I'm going to share a couple of insights from them. You're listening to Let's Chew the Gum, the podcast where we talk about everything from A to Z while we chew the gum. We'll take a quick break for our sponsors and we'll be right back. Thank you for listening to our sponsors. We're back with my guest, Mr. Tez Yancey, performer extraordinaire. We've been talking about the state of policing, a bit about the history of policing, the what's and why's and how's. And we are also going to continue the conversation with what should it be? What, what could it be? And, and sort of a breakdown. And and now I'll just start right now. This idea of defunding the police, you know, we, we hear it. We've seen it. I've, seen uh, cities where it's happened. And uh, for my listeners and and anyone else, feel free to, 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 you know, call in with with your thoughts about it. But for me and for the individuals that I know that I've talked to about defunding the police, as my guest, uh, Mr. Tez Yancey said, it's not about eliminating police forces. There is a need. And, and I'll say, unfortunately, there is a need if if people could just behave themselves. Mm. Right. But I want to talk about mm. also, you know, there's there's policies that drive that need too. there's and, and we'll get to that. But the idea of defunding. So sometimes police officers are called into situations where they, they don't need to be. Mm. Right. Um, a lot of times it's, it's it's a social worker might be better. Sometimes it could be a veterinarian that might be better best to come. Right. Mm-hmm. You have you come out and there's mm-hmm. dogs barking and the police are, are hyperactive from the last call. Maybe they shoot the dog. I don't, I don't know. You know, yeah. and more, more, yeah. more often than not, we've seen situations escalate that don't have to escalate. And so when you put law enforcement into those situations and especially situations where law, the law enforcement of, of, of personnel don't know the community that they work in. Maybe they've heard about it or have some ideas about it. And when I say don't know the community, I don't mean they don't know that we're around, but they don't, they don't know the people they haven't, mm-hmm. they haven't talked to Miss Jones or, or they haven't talked to the grocery store owner, the mom and pops, right? They haven't yeah. taken time to do those things. And so defunding is often about reallocating funds in other areas where social services might be more appropriate. I talked with uh, uh, one of my uh, uh, friends who's a police officer, and he was saying that oftentimes police accompany social workers on some on some calls because they may be called into a situation that's dangerous. And and I get that, you know, there's there's some 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 need to to understand that as well. Right. But. Every situation Mm -hmm. doesn't call for police intervention. I had I had a, a a colleague of mine, police officer, and I was talking with him about what should it look like. And And the first thing he said is that policing should be diversified. It should be diversified. Mm-hmm. He said there should be a focus on community policing. And I, I didn't stop him right away on, on that one. But as he spoke, when he finished, I, I went back and I said, I have to ask you, because community policing to you and I may mean one thing. But to someone else, that may mean, you know, putting clubs upside people's heads. So, right. right. So, what does community policing mean? And he had the historical uh, reference to that, which was getting out and interacting with the community, mm. being involved in, in events in the community, holding events, hosting events. You know, whether it's basketball games, pickup games, or uh, working with the schools. You know, just things of that nature. Um, more, more uh, meaningful dialogue. And that's, that's one of the things that stood out. He said there should be more meaningful dialogue before action. Now this Mm -hmm. is a a police officer. And he says, you know, too often officers are ready to get out the cuffs and, 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 you know, put some on the ground on the ground. And oftentimes if there's meaningful dialogue and you're talking to people, you can resolve things very easily. I've been in those situations where police were called and they come and, you know, they're grabbing the wrong person because that person is of a certain color when the perpetrator mm. is of a different. Right. It's, it's so much assumptions. They haven't mm. done any, you know, ana- uh, uh, analysis on the situation. It was just rapid. You know, mm. I've seen it happen too many times. You know, he was saying let maybe less focus on traffic stops and warrants and crime, but meaningful engagement, you know, yeah. I had I had, no, that's a great.
0: Oh go ahead. No, I was just to say that's a great I mean that's such a great point because again what what that says to me is an investment in the community, right? Yes. You're investing in build and it's really building community. I mean it makes all the difference when you know or have some kind of some kind of relationship or interaction. With 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 people, it, it it immediately changes the dynamic, you know. Versus again, like you said, coming in with this outsider view, yeah, um, it's a completely different thing. It's an outsider view. You're you're on the defensive, you know. I mean, we're on the defensive anyway as human beings, as part of our our survival, right? Well automatically like my space, your space, especially during these times, right? But you know what I mean? So there's already that happening anyway. You add the uniform, and that you know, because again, I I understand this. I heard someone say this. It's funny you mentioned basketball. It was actually one of one of uh, one of my favorite players from back in the day, Allen Iverson, was talking about this very thing uh, in an interview. I just popped in my head where he was saying, you know, he's like, look, a police officer can get shot just for wearing the uniform. Yeah. You know what I mean? And I was like, damn, I never really thought of that until. He said that. So was like, and his point was like, I get that you have to be extra on the defensive, if you will, for lack of a better way to put it. Extra aware is how I like to think of it. Um, so, um, but you're right. If you're if you have if you're invested in your community, and, and that means the people in your community, it changes the dynamic, you know, yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, on both sides, you know. Um, so that's a great point. That's a great point.
1: You know, this this uh idea of, of uh uniforms, uh, you know, many officers in 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 the beginning didn't want to have uniforms. There's a whole debate and, and research can be done on that where they thought, you know, wearing the uniform not only would make them targets, but also bring ridicule um mm. to them. And 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 to your point of of this idea of a separation, you know, sometimes police officers were what's the word i want to use strategically placed and housed away from the populace so that there would not be sort of that uh relationship building between officers and community because these wealthy Mm. elites the corporate owners they wanted it to be an enforcement that was an investment made in them they wanted they wanted orders so that their workers would be compliant they wanted orders so that their workers wouldn't strike and if you had officers who were more involved with the population, perhaps they might start serving the population of poorer workers, immigrants, and people of color, as opposed to their allegiance being to, you know, the, these, uh, corrupt politicians and and corrupt business owners who were, you know, in control of all of, all of these, you know, illegal gambling houses and prostitution rings and, and, you know, political graft, whatever you name it, that these police were, you know, hired to, uh, um, protect so yeah. this it's i don't i don't uh know you know how this problem is resolved aside from talking about it and really it's a it's a plea to people's common I hope that is there a thing as such thing as common decency? I was going to say appealing to people's common decency, but damn it. Oh. I just know so many people that don't have decency, right? It, it's yeah. not something that they and, and and man, I I haven't given up on the idea that man, if you if you just thought for me, like like the movie when the guy said, now, imagine if she was white. If you haven't seen that oh. movie, that that part right there, because up to that point, and I, I think the movie makes that point that I was saying earlier, there has been a desensitizing Right. And, mm. a, and, a, and a criminalizing of certain people that yeah. to where no matter what someone's, you know, who was it? What did they look like? Or, or they're guilty or they, they're not as deserving of justice. And I don't want to yeah. make this. And this is not a, a black and white thing. As I said at the start, there's a lot of gray area because this is not yeah. just a, a black and white thing. It, it's a, a class thing more so to mm. me. Now, mm-hmm. d- does it happen that that black people um, on the whole are in a lower economic class than than the average white person? Yeah, I think so. Um, mm-hmm. So it, it, when we look at it from a social class standpoint, you can see the myriad of of individuals of among races that are have been deprived of justice. Uh, and it, it's uh it's going to take time. I'm I'm going to read um some uh a quote from another officer friend of mine when I asked him what should it be? What should policing be? Mm. He he said that it should be dealing with the community and treating people equally where no one is scared of cops. Mm. He said we should be getting the community on our side to be able to do our job effectively while keeping everyone safe. And mm-hmm. he, he also mentioned more foot patrols, less vehicle getting out to meet people. And I know that was a reform in, in many police departments in the early 20th century where they you know talked about community policing. And I've seen what that that's worked. I, I've been a part of communities where the police, you know, new individuals and, you know, you go up and high five and they're stopping to play, you know, games of, of pickup games of basketball. And, you know, every once in a while yeah. on YouTube or, or you'll see, you know, you'll see that. But but it's not enough. I, I would hope. Yeah. Uh, I I should say I have hope that that change is possible in terms of where we've been, but it, it really is a matter of. I don't know who, who's, who's paying, who's paying, who's paying, mm-hmm. the who's, who's paying, who's accountable. We, we yeah. need to, we need to have accountability on a, on a larger scale. And I think that's why a lot of people have, have talked about defunding the police, going back to uh, having more community based policing in terms of members of the community policing themselves. Like, like it began, you know, it began with, with individuals, you know, being, volunteers and you call the police when they were needed. I know many people now are afraid to call the police because they don't know what type of escalation is going to happen. Right. Yeah. I mean, that, that poor store clerk who called the, the police on George Floyd, you know, yeah. there was some, you know, interviews with him where there's just the trauma he felt, you know, because he mm. had called the police and he's thinking if I hadn't called, you know, that wouldn't have happened. You know, do we need the, wow. the police? Yeah. That's, that's, that's a tough one, man. Because that again. One. It, it it is it that is a tough, a tough one. one. Because you know, you expect that you can call the police and things will go the way they're supposed to go. Um I I go I'll go back to your word training. And and both officers I, I spoke with, they both mentioned training also. And these are officers oh. currently working, right? And if mm. they're saying that training is needed, you know, that that's telling to me. That's telling. If they're saying it, yeah. Yeah, there's.
0: Yeah, if they're saying it, that's that's yeah, that's, that's. I mean, it's like, what do you have to do? Like, like, shout it from a mountaintop or something? You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, it's it's right there, and and you know these are these are the law enforcement, right? So they're in the thick of it, you know.
1: Absolutely. They're,
0: they're in, the, in those trenches.
1: Absolutely. You mentioned earlier being in in the thick of it you know we had the the shared understanding that you know it is a highly a very tense job a very emotional job you know and i've Mm -hmm. spoken with many officers about this about you know when they arrive on the scene they're you know they don't know what they're going into and you don't know Mm -hmm. what type of calls they've been on and and that's understandable i I get it it's a high highly stressful job but again that's where training comes in i think you know some folks were suggesting that police have more training in terms of the qualifications to become an officer need to be higher. Perhaps, you know, whether uh, it's a, some type of college degree, formal training, psychology classes, um, more mm-hmm. community based, uh, maybe doing an internship in the community where you're going to serve before you get to have, you know, the full credentials of a police officer, mm-hmm. you know, those types of things.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I think, I think training keeps coming to my mind because I, I, I was thinking, you know, no one would question a pilot not being trained. Oh, my like, goodness. Like, you would absolutely insist upon the pilot. You know, no one's going to get on that plane if they feel like the pilot's under, under-trained. Yeah. You know, so, like, I mean... So what, but that's it. It has to be qualified as one of those jobs like that, like where you can't have someone that's not properly trained because it is literally life or death, like it would be on a plane. Yeah, and 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 like it is with police because we've seen it for eons at this point. You know, you can you can you can do my you can be in my profession and be untrained. We see that all the time. <laughs> right. You know what you see, you know what I mean. It says, "Okay, well, damn, you that's, that that voice is not trained or whatever, right? You know that you can do that and whatever, but there are certain professions where you cannot, and I, I, police to me is one of them.
1: Yeah, absolutely, absolutely, one of them. absolutely. You know, I I don't know if 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 they have a you know a probationary period like you know in education teachers at, at least in California you have two years in a probationary status before you are credentialed and whatnot Mm. so you know at at any point for any reason you know you can be released um and and that's not the same for every district but you can be released for for Mm. without you know cause no one you know no explanation it's just not working out and i I think they Mm. have some of those those in 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 in, uh, police departments but again you know some suggestions um that uh, may be helpful we always have you know the community review boards. We've had those, and we've had them forever. And they come in, mm-hmm. and you know, it's usually you know well-meaning. But they come and go. They come, you know, make a recommendation, and, and they're gone, and they really have no power to to change. There's no power to change. You know, they're a committee. They make you know uh, recommendations. They don't get to make policies. But those yeah. those types of of things in terms of defunding the police um, maybe again, budget shifting to that type of training, those types of programs where they mm-hmm. are required to so many hours put in, in these communities.
0: Um, mm-hmm. That's, that's brilliant. <laughs> you know, I think it's uh, like you said, it's reallocating funds, right? So you can put them put the focus in different, in different areas. Cause again, clearly that needs clearly that needs to happen.
1: Yeah, you know, yeah, how, for sure.
0: How do how do certain people be, you know? After the fact, you're looking at it, going, "How does this person become a cop when they're yeah. doing things like murdering people or beating them into oblivion?"
1: Yeah, yeah. You know that that's uh, so. it, it's it, it's it's still amazing, man. I I do I do have hope. I do, man. Have to say yeah. that i support anyone in any profession that's a good person man and and we we've yeah. said it again and, and i feel like i have to say it again not all cops are bad it's, it's like why do i have to why do i have to keep saying that and especially to my listeners who are in law enforcement and you know that there are rotten bad you know cops uh yeah we, we know that that happens no one should have to yeah. face any type of retribution for saying it you know it is is too sensible like my mom used to say it's too much like right you know to 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 mm. for us to you know not um understand that there are simple things that can be done you know to re- repair and and to uh produce effective standards for police i mentioned earlier i said there there are also policies that are in place uh a famous uh uh author researcher Jean Anion she had in, in one of her books i think it was uh an article um it's on the tip of my tongue but the idea mm-hmm. radical possibilities i think it was the idea was mm-hmm. that there are s- social policies that make certain communities inept certain policies that create situations where crime or dysfunctions persist. And these are policies that maintain a sense of economic imbalances, um, economic underfunding of schools, economic underfunding and in, in communities to where, you know, and, and we've seen it where it's where young kids in, in, in communities have literally nowhere to go, nothing to do and nothing to look forward to. After they graduate, you know, so we can, we, you mm. know, if there are jobs in place, real paying jobs that are in place that a student in the community can look forward to going into upon graduation, that person mm. is not, that person is not going around with the, with the criminal uh, mind, right? Mm. They, they have yeah. something to look forward to. They're invested in their community. Um, you know, the studies that have been done on, on, uh, and, and part of hers as well on transportation where, you know, where there are good paying jobs outside of the city, there aren't buses or public transportation to get you there. You know what I mean? So you you can't get those jobs. And then those places are the places where the decent paying jobs are. I remember this distinctly. I was in my early 20s. I had my I had one child and one on the way, but I, I was struggling to find a job. But I was. Yeah, I'll just say that I was struggling to find a job and I found one. I didn't have a vehicle at the time, but this job was in uh, Fountain Valley, California's Orange County. Um, Mm. And I was I was in the the greater Los Angeles area at the time. And I remember getting this job. Decent paying job, but I had to catch the bus. Right. Which I'm not opposed to that. I've done that a lot in my life, but the buses didn't run out there at certain times. So I would I would have to catch the bus. And if I wanted to get to the job, I would have to get there four hours early because the bus is. So that's what I would do. I would catch a few buses here and there to make the connections to get there. And I would literally have to sit in that city for in bowling alleys or whatever little spots where I could for four hours to wait for work, because otherwise I I couldn't catch a bus. So and I had to take two or three Buses to get there. So my my day consisted of almost seven hours of just traveling and waiting to get to work. But I had to do it. Right. Uh, You know, and not not everybody can do that. Not everybody has the patience to do that. But it was it was what was needed. But again, I'm saying had there been available jobs, promising programs, policies that are put in place to ensure that that people can make a decent living. Right. Because if you if you're living decently and you have the things you want you're not looking again to to rob a neighbor or to commit a crime or steal food and right and and you are starving and you've done your best tried your best you god forbid have to steal some food and then you get shot and killed for that yeah because someone called the police because you took a hamburger yeah there's a there's a lot that can be done from from all sides is what i'm suggesting
0: well you talk about policies and things of that nature i think it's one thing that I've really um, you know, in this last year and a half and, and you know, with the election in November and and, and all of it, you know, everything happening. You know, Georgia flipping, all those things, it really it's really I became acutely aware, like I was like, okay, this is a new chapter for me in terms of how I go about approaching some of these things because laws like that's a huge one i mean right now we're dealing with you know after georgia flipped the historic flip of georgia and right away right on time by the way in terms of history's you know clock right on time here comes you know this attempt at you know jim crow 2.0 really yeah (laughs) right yeah i mean really this this voter suppression and 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 blatant blatant in 2021 you know so that those are the things like 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 that's the thing that i'm really i feel like personally i i, I want to continue to lean towards because when you can when you can use your voice to affect change through like the policies and laws and that's where it's at at least that's a
1: that's a that's a big chunk of where it's at right absolutely absolutely a huge i think a huge chunk of where it's at and 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 you are so on point with that um (laughs) voter suppression and 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 the the idea of of policing if if you um uh, check out the history a lot of that had to do with police ensuring and being a part of the political machine to ensure that voter suppression existed so that those in power can maintain their power. It, it all goes back again yeah. to these as economics and politics economics. And, and I don't think that, you know, police are so much directly involved to the extent that they may have been back when you had, you know, the boss tweeds and, and you know, the big town bosses But 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 it's still there, because if you are over policing communities and and you're, you know, we had this whole situation, people didn't believe where police were, you know, uh, planting drugs on people and and Mm. prostituting people and taking bribes and people just didn't believe it because you don't want to believe it. And, and I've, yeah. I've lived it and, and and have seen it and have been a, a victim of it. I, I used to be terrified by getting pulled over by the police, not only, you know, because I've had police pull guns on me. I thought I would get shot. But the fact of please don't plant anything in my car because that was happening at a, at a, at a particular mm. time. And in those situations, if you look at all the uh, individuals who have been locked up and taken out of society due to over policing that affects the vote as well. You -hmm. know what I mean? Because those people often in many, and some laws are changing, but oftentimes they, the the vote is lost. The franchise is lost. Right? So if I can continue to lock up poor and people of color and, you know, have some convoluted felonies placed upon them and they lose their right to vote. And I can, can do, I can do that continuously. Right. And repeatedly, and now they can't vote. Well, it's the same thing. And then for for many, speaking of policies in many states, when criminals are locked away, you know how oftentimes they are moved to a, a prison location far away from their home. Yeah. Oftentimes those those prisons are in communities or in voting districts that are affluent districts. Right. But those individuals don't get the right to vote. But those communities can count them as a part of their population so that they can receive more representation in Congress for wow. the vote. Right. So it's, it's almost like the three fifths compromise in, in, in a sense. Right. So you you remove from your community, you lose your right to vote. We're going to ship you to another community to increase their population and their qualifications for representation in Congress so we can make more law. Right. It's cyclical and it's sick.
0: Yep. Cyclical and sick. I love that. That's right. It's, 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 yeah, it's just cycle. It's just,
1: so you know? yes, So and, we, Yeah, go ahead.
0: No, I was just going to say, I was just going to say, and, you know, obviously, you know, um, we do, we do have a voice, but, you know, it's, it's, I was thinking about this, like with the census and, you know, look, they, they, they know, they, they know who we are you know and it's all again by design to know which communities and this and that so it's tough i mean i'm i'm I keep going back to this this voter suppression because i'm you know when you had certain people in the south and older people older black people you know waiting in these long lines it was happening now it was happening recently you know yeah and 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 so they know you know who's who's where and and how to control it and but i just say as tough as, as it is you know we do we do have a we do have a voice and that's all right and and, and lord knows it, it has shown that it, it it does actually make a difference when you when folks get out there um
1: it does so
0: it is a vicious cycle and they and they i think that they depend upon that
1: yeah yeah they they, they, they play upon it, uh ignorance and, and and pray for it man and and So that's why, we, you know, for for anyone listening and everyone listening, it is really our duty to to keep using those voices and to um, ensure that those type of messages get out. You know, you have to keep educating the populace, right, because, you know, as much as some things can sound like common sense and and people should know the idea of the fact remains that a lot of people don't know. And, yeah. and as, as successive generations come up, if, if I didn't know it, how can I teach my kids? And so we have mm-hmm. to we have to be vigilant. You know, we have to keep educating others that can go out and inform and make people aware, because many people not only are they feeling disenfranchised, but they are disenfranchised. They're disillusioned, mm-hmm. disillusioned, I should say. There's some that are disillusioned mm-hmm. as well. And they've checked out and, and they've lost hope. And so mm-hmm. that's that's a dangerous com- uh, uh, a combination because then they're not voting, they're not making their voices heard, and yeah. others are. so we have to you know you have to keep at it,
0: yeah, that's oof, that's so true when you uh, when you you know when you've been dealing with years and years of of you know it not not making a difference, and like you said, just being discouraged in the same the same thing over and over again. You know, I, I get it. It's like that's why you know young people coming out and voting, you know, was a, a huge, huge thing, um, and the huge difference maker. Uh, yeah. Which is great, because you know it is new newer to that. I, I understand that. I look at my grandmother, man. My grandmother, my grandmother's 87 years old, man. You know, and she's been she's seen a lot of things in in those years. And you know, I remember back when Obama was elected she was the first person I called, and she was like i never she and she said to me, "I never thought I would see this in my lifetime."
1: yeah, yeah, for sure you know for sure. you're listening to Let's Chew the Gum, the podcast where we talk about everything from A to Z. Uh, before we wrap up, I just want to again thank my guest, Mr. Tez Jancy, all right. any last words for you Mr. Yancey?
0: um you know, speak up, uh, speak up, however that is for you, because <clears throat> um, our voices are, are powerful, you know, and, and when you speak up for things and against things, you know, I think that that matters. And and it, 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 does, it does have a ripple effect. And, you know, a lot of times speaking up will inspire or motivate someone else to take action. You know what I mean? Um, and so that's 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 huge.
1: This has been a a great uh, series on issues that are affecting our population, issues of justice and social justice and injustice. And no matter where you fit in in the puzzle, I I hope that you find um, your place and and to fit in properly. I hope that you find your place. um, If you're out of place, I hope that you find your place, you know, to 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 help us improve. Um, Because, again, as I always say, we all want the same things. We want safe communities, safe schools, safe neighborhoods and and just the right to exist in the way that we were created, irrespective of how others may view us or judge us. And I don't think that's too much for anyone to ask. Right. So with that, please continue to to stay informed, to uh, get out there and make your voices heard through voting, try to influence others in a positive way. Um, and, and as my, my dad sometimes says, be good to yourself, be good to others and life will surely be good to you.
0: Why is that?
1: This is let's chew the gum, the podcast where we talk about everything from A to Z while we chew the gum continue to tune in on this platform where you're listening or on any platform where fine podcasts are broadcast remember to email us at let's chew the gum at gmail.com for questions comments or concerns to submit show topics or if you'd like to be a guest on the show we're here we're glad to have you and remember we always have
2: something for your